0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. In its 155-year post-Confederation history, Canada was, quote, ruled, end quote, for nearly half that period by Queen Elizabeth, quote, the constitutional sovereign who never interfered in our politics and stayed apart from some of the worst of our self-inflicted bickering and internal feuding as a plus she spoke both of our official languages better than most of our political leaders end quote that was by john fraser founding president of the institute for the study of the crown in canada let's talk to the current president of the institute d michael jackson Um, former chief of protocol for Saskatchewan, 1980 to 2005, recipient of the Sovereign's Medal for Volunteers in 2021 for his role at the Institute, also the author of The Crown and Canadian Federalism, Canada and the Crown, and editor of the Canadian Kingdom and Royal Progress. Mr. Jackson, thank you very much for joining us. I won't ask you to comment on the Quebec situation, unless you wish to. Um, But let me ask you what the mandate of the Institute is.
1: The Institute is, uh, exists to, as its name implies, to study the institution of the crown in Canada. The crown is the institution of constitutional monarchy. And, of course, it comprises the sovereign, uh, now King Charles III and, until recently, Queen Elizabeth II, and the Governor General and the Lieutenant Governors. And together, that institution uh, forms our headship of state in Canada.
0: Now, your view of the monarchy in Canada, I spoke in the last hour with Daryl Bricker and 58% of Canadians. Now, it's weighted toward Quebec, where I think 82 82% of Quebecers say that they don't necessarily want to continue with the monarchy. But 58% nationally say they want a referendum, or at least talk about a referendum, for continuing the monarchy. What does the monarchy contribute to this country?
1: I think it contributes continuity and stability and provides an, a non-partisan headship of state above and beyond the realm of po- partisan politics. And that's a very important quality to have in a country like Canada, which is regionally diverse and divided by linguistic um, linguistic terms, too. So uh, the other aspect of the Canadian monarchy is its histor- its historical nature. This goes right back to the beginnings of a European settlement in Canada. Of course, there were indigenous uh, forms of government before that some monarchical some not but since the end of the 16th century canada has been under the reign of monarchs french and then british and now canadian because the the role of the canadian the monarchy in canada is completely they're separate from that in the united kingdom the the, the, the queen now the king uh, reign in the right of canada and not of the united kingdom
0: we don't do a particularly good job in canada of respecting our history or teaching our history, particularly to kids in school, I think only five provinces. This information is a few years old, but only five provinces had Canadian history as part of their curriculum in high school. Are we doing a sufficiently good job of really informing and reminding Canadians what the monarchy is about in this in Canada?
1: No, no, we're not. We're certainly not. And that's a shame because we have uh, a a good, stable, sound, democratic, free system of government. You have to remember that Canada is one of the few countries in the world which has been a continuous democracy uh, for, for a couple of centuries. And that's rare in the world today. And I I believe the crown, the monarchy, has contributed a great deal to that by providing a headship of state which promotes our ideals above and beyond the the, the domain of partisan politics and regional differences. And that stability has allowed us to grow and mature. We started out as a, a French and then British colony, of course. But by the time of Confederation in 1867, we were in, in ter- internally um, self governing. And when, when the, the founding provinces came together in 1867, they, they deliberately decided they wanted to be a constitutional monarchy with Queen Victoria as the sovereign. Now, they only had to look to south of the border to the United States to see what Republican government looked like uh, at the time of the Civil War. And they decided they didn't want that. And we've continued that. We, we've changed incrementally or organically. But there's been no revolution, no big upset in Canada and that's to our good to our credit
0: yeah it is really and but you know that unless people listening to this program any of them listening right now unless they've made it a point to study Canadian history and to pay, pay attention to and 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 absorb the significance of the monarchy what you've just said is brand new to them because, again, we don't do a job, a good job, an adequate job of teaching ourselves and teaching the next generation about our history. Why do you suppose that is?
1: I, I think it's the proximity to the United States is one reason we haven't uh, taught our history the way we should. And it's just the, 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 trend, the tendency in schools and, the, and curricula we have. But uh, it's, it's such a it's such a uh, a low-key form of government. A, a, a very important book on the monarchy in Canada was called The Invisible Crown, and that's because the, the crown, the monarchy, functions below the radar most of the time, functions very successfully. And I think uh, like the, uh, what, what shows this is the way the the governor-general and the lieutenant governors function under a system of government. They don't get called in and, uh, to, to do anything in particular uh, they, don't, they don't have any policy-making decisions, but they are there as symbols of the continuity of the state. Uh, Governor-General and Lieutenant Governors can intervene if there's a constitutional emergency, for example, if uh, the rule of law is in jeopardy, and, or, or if, if the government of the day um, try, uh, tries to go beyond its, its mandate. I'll give you an example. In 2017, in British Columbia... The the then government lost its majority in the legislature of British Columbia and they were defeated in the House after the election. The premier came to the lieutenant governor of British Columbia and asked her to dissolve the assembly and call another election. Well, the lieutenant governor declined to do so because there was a viable alternative in the legislature. The opposite leader of the opposition believed he could form a government. And instead of accepting the premier's request to dissolve the legislature and hold an election, she asked the leader of the opposition to form a government, which he did successfully.
0: If you want to hear more,